Hey guys, welcome back for episode 18. Yo. This is Diana. This is Chantal. How is everyone this week? (laughs) (laughs) How was your week, Chantal? Thank you, guys. You jumped out of a plane? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, I have actually. I have skydived before. Yeah, not this week, though. Not this week, though. Yeah. But I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I used to want to do it, and now I have zero interest. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. I yeah. want to do it again. Eventually, one day. Yeah, the, old, again. the older I got, the more I was like, nope. Why? I don't know. Interesting. I just have zero interest now. Hmm. I mean, shit can go bad. Like, shit can go sideways. Actually, there was a influential, or one of these online influencers, 22, 23 years old, I think she was. Within the last few weeks, she went skydiving, and she died. Oh, shit. Yeah, there was, I can't remember, malfunction or something. I don't know. Anyway, she so... Like curse Blatt. Curse Blatt. Yikes, that sucks. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and she was young. Like like I said, 22, 23, maybe. Yikes. So, she can go sideways, and uh, I don't want to find out just before I hit the floor. <laughs> That's a good point. No thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. My week was busy. Just really busy, you know? Like, I don't even have anything exciting to really talk about for my week. It's just busy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. But it's fine. Sounds about right. (laughs) Right? Exactly. It sounds about right. Yourself? Same, same. Just busy. I have been dealing with a bout of insomnia again, which sucks. So I haven't really slept much. I've been watching lots of movies because I can't sleep. Yeah. (laughs) I've sent you a few of the movies. Yeah. You have. And they're not horror. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I am surprised, I have to say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't only watch horror, but I just wanted, yeah, something different. And these movies just kept coming up. I kept watching them and they were like awesome. Yeah. Great. Did you end up watching Darkness Falls? No. And you're going to shit your pants. Darkness Falls. Okay. (laughs) It's so fucking scary. Okay. You're going to have to remind me of that so that I I can actually look it up and watch it. Oh, man. So Darkness Falls, right? Yeah. And it's an older movie, you said. Yeah, I think it was made in 2009. Okay, so not like, sure. not like super not old. Not super old, no. It's 2003. Oh, it was made in... Okay, all right. Yeah, horror thriller. Stand corrected. All right. So, oops, I'm going to add it to my watch list. So I did watch a really horrible, horrible horror movie last night. Like, cheese. So much <laughs> cheese. And it's just like, oh my God, do, are people actually taking this seriously? <laughs> horrible i can't remember the name and i don't ever want to remember the name Mm-mm. it's like that time i may have i may have talked about this already but that time i i watched um abraham lincoln uh zombie killer <laughs> and i thought i was watching abraham lincoln the vampire killer right yeah and i was like what the fuck's all the hype this movie sucks <laughs> and i was mad by the end of the movie i was like i wasted my time yeah watching this crap yeah and then i realized it was the wrong movie and i was so mad at myself i will never ever get that hour and a half back in my life ever it was horrible (laughs) but i do like the abraham lincoln vampire uh slayer movie like it's actually yeah the action and stuff it's a lot of fun the other one fucking sucked I mean, there's cheese, and I, I do like some cheesy movies, but then there's, like, cheese. Yeah, where it's just really bad. It's bad. And, yeah, one I watched one of them last night, and I was laughing so hard watching it, like, because <laughs> I was like, are people seri- like, seriously taking this serious? And, it, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a super scary horror movie. It was not. It's like someone, you know, put plas- you know, plaster scene or whatever, like, 
molded on their face wow. and painted it. Like, it was horrible. <laughs> was it from the 80s or 70s or it something? It wasn't that old, no. What? It was like a new movie. No. Yep. Shut up. They clearly had a really low, <laughs> you know, budget. <laughs> didn't even have enough for makeup. No, no. They clearly didn't have enough money for that because it was horrible. But again, I was laughing so hard the whole time because it just made me laugh because it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. So a friend of mine is moving back to Nova Scotia. So sad. Big sad. So sad. But she can visit. Yeah. Like, come out. And we might, we'll have an excuse to go out there. For sure. I, I hear it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to go to her and her fiance's wedding. Oh, nice. Next year. She loves a corral. So. Weirdos. <laughs> You get to join in on the on the fun tomorrow. Yep. We're going cowboy dancing, as Diana put it. <laughs> cowboy dancing with Chantel. That's a possible episode title. There you go. I have been to the corral once before, and I just stood there drinking water because <laughs> just so not my scene. But I am gonna go. I can't wait to see you oh, in the corral. Oh God! And I so didn't dress appropriately last time I went. <laughs> dress however the hell you want no but i i stuck out like a sore thumb yeah like i had a pretty dress on mm -hmm. uh it was like fitted and kind of sh like short like almost above. like a club type dress type thing um no like i'll show you i still have it actually but it, it's white with like black flowers and stuff on it oh yeah and then i had my heels on i just i stuck out like a sore thumb everyone else is in fucking uh cowboy boots jeans <laughs> cowboy hats and i'm like yeah <laughs> i do I'm not belong girl. yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly that so i've been there before and i got asked to dance by so many older gentlemen and i kept turning them down not like rudely i'm like yeah. i seriously can't dance to this <laughs> at all and i did dance with one older gentleman by the end of the night i was like fine i'll dance with someone <laughs> yeah and he led me the whole time and it was sweet so yeah we're going cowboy dancing tomorrow i'm gonna try and teach you how to two-step we'll see we'll see we'll see but anyways yeah that's how i put it in my calendar Mm -hmm. was uh, cowboy dancing with Chantal. What's in your mouth? Ice. Oh, okay. <laughs> they pull. I'm trying to be quiet with it. And I'm such an ice chomper that it's killing me to not be sitting here chomping on my eyes. I can just keep rolling it around my mouth and I'm like, don't bite it, don't bite it. It's going to be so fucking loud in the mic. Did I ever tell you once my granddad went hunting in uh, what color? I think it was a red suit, a red, red penguin suit. What? Yeah, back in like the, it was the 70s or 80s, he told me he went hunting once. And I don't know why he was in a fucking penguin. I was like, did he like, was he coming home from work? And like, why would you wear that to work well, in that, the first place? I was thinking the same yeah. thing. But then okay, let's just, let's just assume he wore that to work and then decided, I'm just going to go, just going to go hunting. Let's, let's go. That's uh, very random. And I know. Very weird. Super weird. I can't remember who he was with or what the story was behind it, but I always found it super strange. Red, eh? Like I think fuck. it was red. I'm pretty sure it was a red penguin suit. <laughs> like what the fuck? And my granddad was not a hunter. No, no, not at all. Like when my mom was a teenager and she'd go fishing and stuff, he would just give her the gears and make her feel so bad. Mm -hmm. For like she'd bring fish home and he'd be like, "That was some fish's dad, and he just went out oh to my go God. get something from the fish store <laughs> and never came home." And then yeah. feel just so bad. That's how my granddad was. But, like, he wasn't against it or anything. Like, he was no. always really supportive of me being a hunter and stuff. No. I mean, he was a 
a man who came from Holland. Like, they don't yeah. do a lot of hunting in Holland. No. So. Well, clearly, he wore a red suit. Like, so <laughs> exactly. he's clearly not a hunter. Like. <laughs> that's that's his knowledge of hunting. That's fucking hilarious. He's probably blinding every single deer within, like, a 10-mile yeah. radius. He's blinding people, never mind the deer. <laughs> Anyone else hunting in the same woods would be like, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? Tone it down, man. <laughs> yeah, you're scaring the fucking deer away. <laughs> I'm like picturing it and it's just like the funniest thing. I know. Wow. When uh, I went traveling with my grandparents to Alaska and then coming back through Whitehorse and stuff, my granddad actually fished and I was shocked. Okay. Yeah. I have pictures of me fishing with him and stuff and then him just, you know, by himself and stuff. And I was so surprised to actually see him fish. I didn't think I would ever see that day. And he Hmm. didn't even eat fish. He didn't like it. So why was he fishing? He would have died. He was probably fishing like for me okay thing okay if he'd caught one or for my cousins or whatever like when we were in whitehorse mm-hmm. um actually i don't know if you fished with me in alaska but i did by myself yeah so yeah fishing i love fishing i love fly fishing i didn't go fishing once this year when i was little we would go there's a huge park in toronto called high park mm-hmm. and they had animals there like it was a massive park there were picnic areas everywhere pools like whatever huge so they had a lake there too, and people can go fishing. So my dad used to fish in that lake, and I would grab a rock from the lake, tie it with fishing string, and try and knock the fish out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I did. Nice. That's how I fished. <laughs> nice. How did that work out for you? It didn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are going to get into our stories. Who went first last week? Me, right? Yep. Okay. It's your turn. Okay. All right. So to cite my sources... Mediachomp.com. I love that. Mediachomp? Mediachomp. I think it's great. That's hilarious. I know. It's awesome. Wikipedia. uh, CBSnews.com. ABC10.com. SFgate.com. And Patch.com. I'm really tired of Holy crap. Yeah, you'll see why. I know. You'll see (laughs) why. why. Whoa. Yeah, I know. As a shitload of sources. Yep. I know. So I actually did decide to name this story. I named it. uh, It's a little bit strange. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'm so, curious. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so my story today is slightly unorthodox, and it isn't about a particular serial killer or person. It's okay. about a peculiar town in California that is home to some questioning behavior. Some find this place to be a bit of a question mark, and I'm sure conspiracy theorists have even weighed in on it as well. I'm going to tell you guys about Tracy, California. Never heard of that. No, I was just about to ask you if I've ever told you about my fascination with Tracy. Nope. No? Okay. Fucking fly, get out of here. I just want to make this perfectly clear that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone who lives in Tracy or the town itself, and this is not meant as an insult to the people of Tracy either. Like, people who are actually, like, from... Mm -hmm. from Yeah, yeah. I'm simply sharing other people's anecdotes, real events, and my own fascination with the town and its eerie reputation. That not many people actually know about. I didn't even know there was a Tracy, California. Yeah. Well, it's a huge state. So, I mean, yeah, like, so it's... California's pretty big. Yeah. I've driven through Tracy before. I think we actually even stayed the night there once when we were traveling. But we didn't die, so that was good. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, you know, from the reputation, whatever that is, You'll it's kind of weird that you guys stayed there. I know, right? Well, at the time, I mean, my grandparents probably didn't know. Oh. They probably had no idea, and this would have been, like, the earlier 2000s. Okay. So I was a kid. But I'm pretty sure we did uh, go at least go through Tracy. Okay. So uh, trigger warnings for child abduction, sexual assault, drugs, torture, and murder. Okay. So Tracy, California is an interesting place. 
A few years back, I came across a thread created where people were discussing strange things that happened while they lived in Tracy and even strange things that followed them after they left. I believe I originally found it on Reddit, like the thread. Yeah. And I came across it again on a different site a few days ago. The exact same, the oh, exact okay. same conversations, right? Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it again and then branching my research based off of the stories these people were sharing. I will read the article at the end so that everyone else can hear it. To kick things off, there's been speculation about murders and other heinous crimes being committed for no real reason or motive. And it's very unsettling. I find it really unsettling. Mm -hmm. In 2009, a little girl named Sandra Cantu was kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and murdered by her Sunday school teacher named Melissa Huckabee. Jesus. Yeah. Some pertinent information about Melissa is that she has multiple disorders, um, borderline personality disorder, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. Sandra's body was discovered 10 days after her disappearance, which was on March 27th of 2009. Her body was in a suitcase, which was located in a local irrigation pond. On April 10th, 28-year-old Melissa Huckabee was arrested and charged for the sexual assault, kidnapping, and murder of Sandra. Melissa stated in an interview that she had no idea why she did any of it at all. This was used as an anecdote regarding Tracy having bizarre murders and crimes. Mm -hmm. So this particular one w was something that was brought up in that thread. Okay. However, I would say that considering Melissa's potentially unmanaged mental state probably played a huge role in this tragedy. I think so. Yeah. Melissa was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. But yeah, I... I think that that her mental totally had a lot to do with it yeah um but i still see where people were going with it and again this will get tied together more at the end for everyone mm -hmm. also in 2009 17 year old kyle ramirez was chained up in a home in tracy getting tortured in all sorts of sadistic horrible ways kyle was also starved and very emaciated or emaciated i was gonna say i always say emaciated kyle was also starved and very Emaciated. Emaciated. I did it again. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. Ah! Ah! I was also starved and very emaciated. Is that it? Emaciated. Fuck! And you were laughing when you started it. <laughs> emaciated. Kyle was also starved and very emaciated the day he escaped and found help. He was held captive for about a year and a half before he escaped by finding a lock for his ankle shackles. And upon returning home with his captors, Kyle managed to unlock his shackles, jump on a trampoline, and hoist himself over an eight-foot wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing that. I know, right? Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. I know, that's impressive. <laughs> Especially for somebody who's so malnourished. Right? Yeah, that's fucking impressive. Uh, he, running to a local gym and begging for help. It was noted by an employee that that when Kyle ran into the gym, he was, like I said earlier, very emaciated and was only wearing boxers with a three-foot chain and shackle around his ankle. His captors were Michael, I think the last name is pronounced Shoemaker. Okay. Anyways, Kelly Lane, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, it's L-A-U, Low. I don't know. L-A-U, yeah, Low. Michael's wife, so Kelly Lane Low. Karen Ramirez and Anthony Waiter. So they were all the captors of Kyle. Mm -hmm. All four of them were charged with torture, aggravated mayhem, corporal injury to a child, child abuse, false imprisonment, and criminal threats. Karen, who was the victim's aunt and guardian, received the longest prison sentence of 34 years. 
Kelly received 33 years, Michael received 30, and Anthony received 11 years and 8 months for the majority of the charges, plus an additional 7 to life for the torture convictions. Their reasons for this were, they were total bullshit, and it made no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it just didn't even make any sense. So that's a strange one. In 2018, 20-year-old Jordan... I don't know how to look at these fucking last names, man. <laughs> Co- Korea? Korea, C-O-O, or sorry, C-O-R-R-E-I-A. That's Portuguese. Korea. Korea? It is Korea. Okay, so Jordan Korea was shot to death for what appeared to be absolutely no reason at all. Hmm. And it was in a really nice neighborhood, too. Hmm. Like, a, a nice neighborhood. Um, in the thread that I pulled this information out of, it was said that he was basically shot for sport. Uh, hmm. There was no affiliation with gangs, and I couldn't find any information on a motive anywhere hmm. either. It was ruled as gun violence. Okay. At another point in 2018, 15-year-old Emilio Gerardo Enrique Almanza. Okay. Yep. He sounds German. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidding. I was like, really? Does this make <laughs> no. any fucking sense? He sounds Hispanic to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, What? I was joking. I'm sure you've seen the look on my face. Yeah, I did. You're like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Come again. So, yeah, Emilio Gerardo Enrique Almanza was shot and killed next to a railroad. Four other juveniles were also shot, but they've fled the scene to seek medical attention. There's no motive that's been released for this crime either. It was also ruled as an altercation turned gun violence. Hmm. In 2019, police had received a call about a young boy throwing rocks at homes for no reason, and the same person who called him in told police that he'd been that he had seen this kid lighting a fire in a driveway the re- the week before, <laughs> for no reason. Maybe he was cold. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe to give him the slightest smidgen of like, uh, what's it called? The uh, I I just had it. And I just lost it. I never had it, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, benefit of the doubt. Five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> to give the slightest benefit of the doubt. Wow. There's speculation that the nature of some people's behavior possibly has something to do with the government nuclear testing facility that's located approximately six miles, or for us normal people, nine and a half kilometers, mm-hmm. southwest of Tracy. This facility is called Site 300, and they also test extremely harmful high explosives. And these tests are conducted in an open-air fashion. They've been accused of having no air pollution control technology employed during the time of testing, and more than 120 hazardous poisons are airborne during these tests. Jeez. Many of these chemicals cause organ damage, cancer, and other diseases that could possibly lead to premature death. Site 300 has an explosive table, like a table where explosives are, like, I don't know, blown up on it or some shit. Mm-hmm. And there are an overwhelming amount of radioactive substances that live on the table, as well as 80 pounds of uranium metal, which is radioactive, Mm -hmm. measuring three inches in diameter, have been found scattered along the topsoil. (laughs) Okay. Color me conspiracy, but this is freaky as fuck. It's weird. Right? Just a little bit. fucking weird. Yeah. So now I'll read the actual thread to you guys to help tie this whole story and strange turn of events together. And there's more in it, too, that I didn't actually divulge because I'll just read it. And the the woman who, or man, actually, I don't know if it was a woman, who explained it, it can explain it. Anyways, bear with me. Okay. 
there, there's a few people talking in it, right? So, again, okay. So, to start it off with, and obviously, like, I'm just going to say quote right now, and I'm not going to keep saying end quote and no, no, quote no, no, no. shit. Fuck that. The rest of this conversation is, is going to be a quote until we tell you end quote. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but it's a few people talking. Mm-hmm. But I'll make that, you know, known. So, this person said, I went to the dentist today, and my dentist, honest to God, said, can I ask you a question? What the hell is in your mouth? And this person who went to the dentist, uh, they lived in Tracy, but this was a place uh, that was outside of Tracy. Mm -hmm. And then someone else commented and said, was it bad or good? What did you say? They said, then the hygienist and assistant all came over to look too. And they were like, whoa. And my ass was sitting there like, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay. So a few other people commented and were like, okay, what was in your mouth? Like, you Mm -hmm. got it. You totally left us hanging. Like, OP, come back and pay for your fucking crimes. Right. Finish this story. (laughs) So OP comes back and they say story time. So here we go. Okay. So to preface this, my hometown where I'm originally from is a really fucking weird place. Like from the outside, it seems like a normal suburban town. But once you're there for a while, you get the feeling that something's not quite all together. (laughs) A lot of people are really fucking weird there. So much so that it was a running joke in school growing up that people in the town were just like that. (laughs) Everyone knew not to go out to the farmlands surrounding the town, especially at night. We called it the cuts. And people used to disappear out there all the time or get shot at by the especially weird people that would live out there. The news was and still is truly a thing of horror. Every time I come back, I'm regaled with even more stories of crazy shit that has happened there. To put it into perspective, we generally never had normal crime, like robbery or anything like that, when I lived there. The news stories were always like, a kid was kidnapped by local residents and tortured in a house around the corner. (laughs) A random person was chased down and shot for sport in a really nice neighborhood. Someone was gored to death by a bull while out car shopping. Jesus! That actually did happen, but he didn't die. He didn't actually die. That's still fucking weird. I know, it's fucking weird, right? (laughs) Everyone does drugs, and the whole town is located really close to a government site where they test nuclear weapons and chemicals and shit. This is how I grew up in this bizarre environment. I need to preface this way so that you get that it's weird. It's a fucking weird place. I used to listen to the Welcome to Night Vale podcast and make comparisons from it to my hometown. That's how weird it is. I only say this so you know that this town is where I got my orthodontics from. All the kids in my town went to this one particular orthodontist. I also used to go to a dentist in town that a lot of people went to as well. I had a permanent retainer put on my bottom teeth after braces, and no one had ever said anything to me about the model of retainer itself or it being a weird type of retainer at all. I saw a ton of other people, and then in brackets, mostly other kids that were my age at the time, that had the same type of retainer as me too, so I never thought anything about it. So I kept my retainer in. It's never caused me problems and it keeps my teeth straight. So why not? Mm -hmm. However, I went to a dentist for the first time in a metropolitan area now. And when he saw it in my mouth, his literal first reaction was to say, uh, can I ask you a question? What the hell is that? (laughs) Literally the words that he said, which in hindsight makes almost too much sense. Of course, my town of all towns would put these weird, unnecessary contraptions in kids' mouths. And of course it happened so much that everyone just thought it was normal. (laughs) 
That sounds exactly to a T like my hometown. Wow. My permanent bottom retainer is apparently this prototype that is so rare that he's literally never seen it before in his life. Not in dental school. Nowhere. Jesus. It's not that it's an outdated type. It's just rare as fuck. They were still staring at pictures of it on my chart in wonder when I left the office. (laughs) So just know somewhere out there in a weird-ass suburban town where they test nuclear weapons and a good portion of the residents go fucking nuts, there's probably hundreds of people still walking around with the same contraption in their mouth that exists nowhere else in the world thinking, yeah, that's cool, that makes sense. Let me go drink the definitely not contaminated water now and never move away from here. And then someone else, so that's end quote. Yeah. And then someone else comments and said, this sounds like an X-Files episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love X-Files. I, was, I know, so do I. I it's was waiting. so good. <laughs> like, in my head, I was hearing the song. Yeah, right? Totally. As you were talking totally. about it, I was like, holy. Fuck, it's so good. Yeah, I've watched all of them. Okay. So someone else commented, so quote, okay, so I looked into it and I think that the town is Tracy, California. I looked up the bull murder thing OP mentioned and Tracy seemed to be the only town that came up with a matching case. (laughs) Though the man didn't actually die from his injuries, everything else matches up one for one. So just to make sure that it was the right town, I looked to see if there was any murder torture of young people in Tracy and unfortunately there was. It was a 17-year-old boy who escaped and survived the torture. And just to solidify that it was, in fact, Tracy, I looked up shootings in residential areas, and there was one of a 20-year-old man who was shot and killed in a nice neighborhood. Okay, but I decided to look into Tracy more to find out more information about it, and the town is super suspicious. There's been a lot of murders and shootings in the town. Back in 2009, an 8-year-old girl, Sandra Cantu, who I mentioned, Mm -hmm. was kidnapped and murdered by a Sunday school teacher who said she had no idea why she killed Sandra. Another case happened in 2018 when four underage boys were shot and one killed by four teenage boys. There's a lot of news stories on shootings, homicides, and drug busts in that town. It's a really cute town from the outside, but if you just look up Tracy, California, there's a lot of really cute businesses and nice articles on sweet things that happen in the town. But if you actually look into the town, it's really sketchy. That sentence was weird. (laughs) Sometimes when I read the way people speak, like I'm always correcting them in my head. I'm like, you fucking suck at grammar. Yeah. So, yeah, this sketchy town is a military base. Multiple homicides and shootings is maybe Tracy, California. And then another person just says that they grew up in Tracy, too. And everybody, everybody just confirms with everyone. This, yeah, this place is fucking weird. Yeah, this place is fucking weird. So, Cray-cray. that's my story, guys. That's my so story. So weird. Right? <laughs> so, I've never talked to you about this, eh? No. Wow, I'm surprised because, yeah, I've been fascinated with Tracy since probably... I think I found out about it in 2018 or 2019. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. I mean, and we were friends, obviously. Yeah. But, so, yeah, no, I've never... I mean, maybe you did and I just don't fucking that's remember. That's fine, whatever. Which is very possible. As I, well. I forget shit you tell me too so <laughs> yeah so uh but yeah no i have no recollection if that a conversation ever happened zero recollection of it <laughs> that's totally fine yeah that's nuts right i know it's whack again i don't mean that with disrespect no but, i mean come how, on guys how big is the town do you know how many people like I population look that up right now. yeah i'm just population curious like population of tracy california Da, 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 da. 91,462. And that was as uh, 2020. So definitely not big. No. Like at all. No. 
Sounds like a horror movie. I know, right? It, oh, dude! What? Yes! Horror movie! Okay, this whole situation would make the most amazing horror movie. It would, yeah. Wouldn't it? And just, it would be such a psychological fuck because people would, like, be acting so friendly and stuff. Yeah. But then be, like, chasing you down the street with a fucking chainsaw. Yeah, it would be, it would be considered more, uh, thriller. Yeah, like a a psychological thriller, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but it would be it'd be oh, great. Man. It you could script the best movie for this. Oh yeah, I was talking to my coworkers about it one day and stuff, and they were just like, "Uh huh, uh huh, okay." Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, but seriously, listen to me, yeah, listen to me." I'm like, uh, "Oh, did you ever watch uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia?" Uh, I think so. Okay, so you know that one character, and he was like at the board with all the red dots connecting all of it. And he looks like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's what I'm like with Tracy. <laughs> It's like the one thing that I will be very conspiracy about. And you want to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, man. I would also go to um that place. Where is it? Where you, they get so many alien sightings. I don't know. Um, shit. I got to look it up now. I think it's... Area in... 51? No, it's not Area 51, but I would totally go to the outside of Area 51. Uh, Utah. That's it. Utah. Utah. There's a place in Utah, and it's called something... Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know. I believe in aliens. No, aliens obviously are real. Like, there's other planets. So Mm -hmm. anything from those other planets are alien to us. Yeah, aliens are real. But are they, like, the green guys with the big eyeballs and weird fingers? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But not like, oh, yeah, that's them. Yeah, no. (laughs) But, like, no, definitely there's uh, alien life form out there. Other planets. Yeah, right? Okay. So my story... If you don't know who this is, I will be beyond shocked. Okay. Okay. First sources, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and an article, and I can't remember from where, (laughs) because I forgot to write it down. It was one of, I think it was CBC, something like that. Sorry, whoever wrote it. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. Triggers are rape, dismemberment, murder, consumption of human flesh. Why didn't you just say cannibalism? Because (laughs) it's not. I was going to say that. I was going to say that, but in this case, honestly, I I first typed cannibalism, but then I took it back because it's not. And you'll understand why. Okay, yeah, I'm curious because I'm like, what? Yeah, in this case, it's it's not. Like cannibalism is someone willingly or knowing they're eating human flesh. Oh, okay. Now I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. Okay. So this story is about Robert Picton. (laughs) Dude, okay, I have shit to add to this when you're done. Okay. Oh my god. It's a it's a very long story. I can't wait to hear you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm uh yeah, I'm very happy to give my take on yeah. it, I suppose. But yeah, so this motherfucker, Robert, was born on October twenty-fourth of nineteen forty-nine to parents Leonard Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard? L E O N A R D. Is that Leonard? I would say that again. L L E O N A R D. I yeah, think that's, that's Leonard. 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 You're like that teacher in that that uh, video. Did yes. you see that video? <laughs> Josh and I watch it all the time. <laughs> Leonard. What's he? How'd you call Jacqueline? Oh She's fuck. Calling. Yeah. So yeah, Josh and I watch that every once in a while. It's so dumb. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> So, yes, that's what I'm doing tonight. Oh <laughs> Leonard. God. As soon as I said it, I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Leonard. Oh, God. That Sorry was so for funny. all the Leonards out there. <laughs> Leonard. 
every time I see Leonard, now I can think of Leonard. And this is so dumb because I love Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> Leonard Skinner. That does not the same. It does not does sound the same. good. Do it. No. Okay, so <laughs> so he was born to his parents Leonard and Louise Picton. His family were pig farmers in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. His older sister was sent to live with relatives in Vancouver as her parents didn't think it was proper to raise a lady on a pig farm. Yeah. Right? Wow. Like, okay. Anyway. Uh, that left Robert and his brother David to work on the farm. Their mother was a very hard, demanding, strict mom. Mm-hmm. And she was very hard on the boys and worked them to the bone, making them work long hours and not caring about their personal hygiene. Oh. Her priority were the pigs, not her boys. So I guess she wasn't a lady then because she was allowed on the pig farm? Yeah, maybe. Uh, honestly, she probably didn't want her daughter to be like her. She probably knew it was fucked up. Probably. <laughs> So she went, you go away. You go be better than me. Probably is what happened. The boys would go to school dirty and stinky as they didn't bathe often due to working uh, such long hours on the farm. Unfortunately, and I'm sure we can all guess, their classmates made fun of them, nicknamed them Stinky Piggy. Ugh. Kids are so fucking mean. Kids are so mean. Yes. Fucking mean. Anyway. Even with all this, Robert was still very attached to his mom and avoided his abusive dad. So his dad apparently was a piece of shit. So, I mean, it's a kid. You're going to pick the the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, totally. Which uh, was his mother. When Robert was a young teenager, he saved up enough money to purchase a calf to keep as a a pet. Nice. Which is so cute because they're adorable. He loved this calf. Norman. Yeah. Reminds me of... Did you ever see City Slickers? Yes. Norman. It's been a while. Fucking love those movies. I love giving animals people names. Yeah, like, the be- it's the best. Like, it's the best. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Norman for a cow is just so great. Right? Oh, my God. This reminds me. I saw a review, totally off topic from my story. I saw a review or, like, a whatever online. This woman was doing an Airbnb, and the owner of the property was giving her all, like, whatever and then she goes oh and by the way don't don't be alarmed or scared or, or surprised if kevin comes and sleeps with you <laughs> like, comes to sleep with me? you and she literally went um excuse me and she went that kevin's a dog <laughs> <laughs> but still like it just sounds funny yeah it does <laughs> it's a, a people name yeah it's fantastic it's hilarious i love mm-hmm. it okay so where was i <laughs> so yeah he loved his calf this was this was his buddy his best friend one day, he got home from school and couldn't find him. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. So his mom looked at him and said, why don't you go check the barn? And that's where he found his beloved calf slaughtered. <gasps> his dad fucking slaughtered him for food. Ugh. And this broke his heart, obviously. Oh, that is so sad. It's fucking sad. It was his friend. And yeah. he paid for it. Where right does the, do the parents have to fucking exactly. slaughter it? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's not okay. Ugh, no. At all. Oh, and that reminds me, holy crap, I'm going to be doing this all night, apparently. Remember I told you when we were, like, when I was a kid with my brother and my sister, my dad came home with three live rabbits. Did I tell you that story? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, he came home with three live rabbits. Of course, my brother and my sister and I are like, new pets. (laughs) So we grabbed one. We ran into the living room and we played with them for hours. And then my dad was like, all right. Uh, time to give them up, and that's when we realized their dinner. Their dinner. I'm not going to get into the rest of that story because it's traumatizing for me. 
not my brother and my sister. It was, I mean, it was traumatizing for them in the sense where they were like, holy fuck, they're losing this animal. But yeah. I had to be a part of that whole process. And uh, I, sh- I will bring it up in another episode because yeah. it's fucked. Anyway, so this poor guy, his heart was broken. He dropped out of school when he was 14, so uh, the year 1963, and became a butcher's apprentice. In 1970, he returned to the family farm to work full time. Eight years later, his father passed away, and his mother passed away the year after. The pig farm was left to all three kids, but his sister Linda wanted nothing to do with the farm. His brother David took over the house, and Robert ran the farm on his own. With, I mean, David was involved, but it was it was Robert's baby, I suppose, <clears throat> and he lived on a, a in a trailer on on that same property. So it was, it was quite big. Robert and David registered a nonprofit charity called the Piggy Palace Good Time Society. That's adorable. In 1996. <laughs> Piggy Palace Good Time Society. Right. I love it. It's, it's funny. That's awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, 1996. They claimed that they organized and coordinated uh, different events. So different functions, dances, um, shows, sports events, exhibitions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This included raves and crazy ass parties that would attract up to 2,000 people. Wow. Yeah, that's how big it was. This included, the, these people included a lot of sex workers and Hells Angels. Mm. Interesting. Yep. Sounds yep. like a time. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet it was. I bet it was. <laughs> These events were held in a converted slaughterhouse on their farm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Robert and David were sued by Port Coquitlam uh, officials for violating zoning laws and for neglecting the agriculture. Also for altering a large farm building on the land for events and parties. Robert and his brother ignored this and threw a huge New Year's party in uh, 1998. Well, after that party, they were banned from ever having any more events there. So, I mean, they should have listened, I suppose. Probably. The following year, the nonprofit status was removed as they couldn't produce any financial statements. Yeah. So clearly, I mean, it wasn't a nonprofit. Like, they were throwing parties and raves and shit. Yeah. (laughs) On February 5th of 2002, police got a search warrant for illegal firearms at the farm. They took Robert and his brother into custody and got another court order to search the property for the BC Missing Women investigation. They found personal items as well as a prescription asthma inhaler that belonged to one of the missing women. The RCMP and Vancouver Police Task Force sealed off the farm because they were working together. The following day, Robert was charged with storing a firearm, contrary to regulations, possession of a firearm while not being a holder of a license, and possession of a loaded, restricted firearm without a license. Yikes. Yeah. Holy, that is so serious, especially not having your restricted PAL. Yeah. Woo! That's that's really bad in Canada. Well, there you go. So... Mm -hmm. They released him and his brother after all the charges and kept a very close watch on him. So uh, Robert was under police surveillance, not his brother. It was just Robert. So Strange. On February 22nd of 2002, Robert was arrested and charged with two counts of first degree murder in the deaths of, and I'm going to list off all of these women, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's long. Okay. Serena Abbott's way. She disappeared in August of 2001 at the age of 29. 
Mona Wilson was reported missing on November 30th of 2001. She was 26. On April 2nd of 2002, he was also charged with the murders of Jacqueline McDonnell. She was last seen in January of 1999. She was 23. Diane Rosemary Rock was reported missing on December 13th of 2001. She was 34. Heather Bottomley was reported missing on April 17th of 2001. She was 25. On April 9th of 2002, he was charged for the murders of Brenda Wolf was reported missing in April of 2000. She was 32. On September 20th of 2002, he was charged for the murders of Georgina Pepin was last seen in 1999. Patricia Johnson was last seen in March of 2001. Helen Hallmark was last seen in August of 1997. Jennifer Furminger was last seen in 1999. On October 3rd of 2002, he was charged for the murders of Heather Ch uh, Chinook, was last seen in April of 2001. She was 30. Tanya Holick was last seen in October of 1996. She was 23. Sherry Irving was last seen in 1997. She was 24. Inga Hall was last seen in February of 1998. She was 46. The list goes on. <laughs> On March 26th of 2005, he was charged for the murders of Kara Ellis, uh, who was reported missing in October of 2002. She was 25. Andrea Josbury was last seen in June of 2001. She was 22. Brenda Borhaven was last seen in March of 1997. Deborah Jones was last seen in December of 2000. Marnie Frey was last seen in August of 1997. Tiffany Drew was last seen in December of 1999. Carrie Kosick was last seen in January of 1998. Sarah Devries was last seen in April of 1998. Cynthia Felkis was last seen in December of 1997. Angela uh, Jardin was last seen on November 20th of 1998 at Oppenheimer Park in Vancouver. Wendy Crawford was last seen in December of 1999. Diana Melnick was last seen in December of 1995. And there was a Jane Doe. Lots of names. I'm sorry. That's a total of 27 murdered women. I just felt like everyone needed to hear their names. Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah, don't be sorry, because they all deserve to be spoken to. Yeah, they all deserve for people. Yeah, they, they deserve the attention. Absolutely. So, 27 fucking murders, man. Yeah. So, 27 first-degree murder charges what were made against body. him. Yeah, fucking... How do you say it? What, a complete porta potty Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's a complete porta potty A complete porta potty Yeah, fuck yeah, he was... So, yeah, 27 first-degree murder charges, making this investigation the largest of any serial killer in Canadian history. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. They continued to excavate through to November of 2003, so his property, they, they blocked it all off and found found these bodies, basically. I remember or, when that was all going on. Yeah. Oh, oh I do, yeah. too. That's why I was like, if you don't know this story... <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be fucking whack. It would be weird, yeah. Yeah. Remember when all of this was happening? It was crazy. It was crazy. Still is. Yeah. The cost of this investigation is estimated to have been 
about $70 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. $70 million. That's crazy. Yeah. They demolished all the buildings on the farm. Forensic analysis was very difficult as the bodies of the victims may have been left to uh, for decomp to decompose <laughs> or allowed to be eaten by insects and pigs on the farm. When the excavation started, forensic anthropologists brought in heavy equipment, including two 50-foot flat conveyor belts and soil sifters to find any traces of human remains. On March 10th of 2004, the province's health authority issued a warning mm -hmm. revealing that human flesh had been ground up and mixed with pork meat. I remember when that happened. All the recalls. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, wanted to puke oh, when, yeah. I, when I heard that. Oh, yeah. People were losing their fucking minds. And this is why I didn't say cannibalism. Yeah, and that makes total sense. Consumption of yeah. human meat. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense yeah. now. So, well, it did then, too, when you, oh, like, totally, when you yeah. explained, like, oh, intentional and not. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he basically handed out this meat to friends and visitors on the farm. And, yeah, so, and other people. So he was just going, here meat he did a lot of handing out of shit on his farm oh he did and i wonder how many people actually ate i'm sure a lot of people ate human flesh yeah, from a him lot. from there oh, yeah. yeah lots of people did well, i don't doubt it at all no like and that's why i'm you know being a vegan i'm like listen if you're gonna eat meat you want to be there and watch it happen <laughs> so you know where that fucking meat's coming from mm -hmm. because ew yeah ew Anyway, so yeah, I I wonder what his visitors and friends felt mm -hmm. when they found out that this happened. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Like thinking, did I eat human flesh? Ugh. Bleh. Anyway, when he wasn't feeding this meat to people, he also fed the bodies to his pigs. Yep. And pigs can eat. I, I love pigs, by the way. I, I think know, they're I know you do. adorable. They're awesome. But they're animals. They're very smart. But yeah, you, you give them any kind of flesh, not human flesh. Like you give them anything. They'll they will eat, eat it yeah. all. Pigs will eat anything. They will eat anything. Yeah, they're omnivores. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. They'll just eat it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so his pigs. And then that was the other thing too, is like people that purchased those pigs that had eaten human flesh. So it was contaminated with human flesh. So yep. either way, ugh. Ugh. This anyway. story always reminds me of Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Always. Yes. Hello, Clarice. I know. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> anyway. It was such a good movie. Yeah. There's a scene in uh, The Red Dragon, I think it is, where oh, he's eating Ray, uh, Ray Liotta's brain. Oh, I yes. I... Oh, that scene is so hard to watch. I um was oh. mad that there wasn't a warning about that scene because I had nightmares and I felt sick for fucking years. I still am mad about it. Waking up, I cannot. I saw that scene once. It's fresh right now. I can see it again and I'm mad that I, I saw that. Not okay. Yeah. That scene is fucked. It is fucked. He may, makes him eat his own brain. That's fucked. Yeah. Cooks it in front of him. Yeah, it's it that scene is so fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's messed. Not I okay have with a, it. What's sorry? I'm not okay with it. <laughs> Fair enough. I have a meme that has to do with uh, that dude with the the top of his head sawed off, 
And Ray Liotta. It, you don't know who Ray Liotta is? No, I don't remember the names and stuff. I haven't seen Silence of Silence in the Lounge okay. and shit in, in years. Because he died this year uh, while he was filming uh, a movie. Oh, I think shitty. he was. I think he was 15. He died in his sleep. Oh, wow. I think he was 59 or something. so young. Yeah, that I know. sucks. Yeah, everyone was shocked. But yeah, like, they were on set and they found him past, like, dead in his uh, trailer. Like, he just fell Crazy. asleep and didn't wake up. Crazy. Yeah, really. He's, like, super popular in, like, all those gangster movies, you know, like, the Italian mafia kind of shit. Like, he was in all those movies. Yeah. But I think he's Irish, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so go on. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just a meme that I have, and it's, uh, the a pic, like, a picture of him from this that scene of the movie mm-hmm. with the, the top of his skull off, and obviously his whole brain's exposed, and you know how he's, like, super drugged up or yeah. whatever in that scene? Yeah. And it just, uh, it says above it, uh, having an open mind. <laughs> fuck well you know what thank I you i love for, dark humor thank you for that because i'm actually gonna think of that every single time i picture that because it actually makes me feel sick yeah. still thinking about it i'm gonna think of that meme now thank you're, you for that you're welcome fuck yeah, yeah that scene's brutal i was very mad when i watched that <laughs> because i was like there yeah, should no there should have been a fucking warning about that because if i had known i would not yeah and yes okay every, you know people are probably like really some of the shit you've said on this podcast. Yeah, it's hard to say some of this, but that in particular, holy, yeah. that messed me up. That's It's a pretty fucked up scene. It messed yeah. me up. The first time I seen that, I was a young teenager and I remember being like, like scared. Yeah. Genuinely scared and disturbed watching it. Very disturbed. Ugh. Whoever wrote that, you're fucked. <laughs> like the, ugh. Whoever created that, like seriously, yikes. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Okay, enough about eating brains. All right, hold on. In 1997, Robert was charged with attempted murder. He took a sex worker to the farm and had sex with her. Hence the sex worker. <laughs> Just in case you guys wondered what he was doing with her. But anyway. You were captain of the fucking obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love pointing out the obvious. <laughs> I know, right? It's so great. It is great. <laughs> awesome because it throws people off too yeah <laughs> when you point out the obvious they're like, they're like uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> hilarious a little bit anyway <laughs> he then put her left hand in a handcuff and stabbed her uh numerous times in the abdomen she stabbed him back so oh, she really? she got yeah she Good got her yeah i know right they were both taken to the hospital where staff found a key in his pocket for the handcuffs that she was in and were able to remove them she did survive and testified at the 2003 preliminary inquiry. Fuck yeah, she did. Yeah. This is sad, though. The charge was acquitted. What? On January 27th of 1998, as she had major drug addiction issues, and the prosecutors didn't think she was stable enough to testify. So she tried to do her part, and I'm very, like, proud of her. Mm-hmm. Very proud of her, but yeah. Totally. But yeah, so I was kind of like, I was like, so like you, I was so happy. I was like, fuck yeah, girl, you go. And then I read that and I was like, well, fuck. Yeah, totally. Like total bummer. Anyway, the clothes and rubber boots that he was wearing that night that he went to the hospital, they were seized by the RCMP and stored in one of their lockers for over seven years. Wow. Yep. In 2004, they finally did some lab testing that revealed the DNA of two missing women including his DNA. Wow. Yeah. His trial began on January 30th of 2006. 
one of the 27 counts of murder was rejected by the justice James Williams for lack of evidence. On August 9th of 2006, Justice Williams split the charges into two groups. So the first group was six counts of murder and the other group of 20 counts was acquitted on August 4th of 2010. Details for this decision were not publicly available due to publication bans. Like they were banning everything. Like people knew shit was going down in Canada. They didn't know what was going down. They, they had no details. So the judge did explain, and I get this, that trying all 26 charges at once would put an unreasonable burden on the jury. Yeah. As the trial could last up to two years. Holy fuck. And would have an increased chance for mistrial. And I I get that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For sure. So he added that the six counts he chose had materially different, so that was quotes, evidence from the other 20. I looked it up. I can't explain it. Like, I was like, what does that mean? Anyway, (laughs) I I don't want to explain it. Look it up. Materially different. Anyway. So yeah. So he basically faced those six charges and the other 20 were acquitted. So on January 22nd of 2007, Robert faced first-degree murder charges in the deaths of Marnie Frey, Serena Abbotswain, Georgina Papin, Andrea Josbury, Brenda Wolf, and Mona Wilson. At this time, the publication ban was lifted, so for the first time, Canadians actually heard some of the details, some of the nutso details of what was found on the farm during that time. In the Crown Counsel Daryl Previtt's opening statement, he told the jury of the evidence found at Robert's property. This included, and be fucking forewarned, some of this shit is not okay. This included skulls cut in half with hands and feet stuffed inside. The remains of one of his victims were stuffed in a garbage bag in the bottom of a trash can and her bloodstained clothing was found in his trailer. Parts of one victim's jawbone and teeth were found in the ground beside the slaughterhouse. A loaded 22 caliber revolver with a big, spiky, black, Hindu-made dildo was attached to the barrel of one of his firearms, containing both his DNA and a victim's. They found it in his laundry room. So I'm wondering if he shoved the dildo up his ass too? Like, is that what they mean? Yeah, and then tried to use it simultaneously as a silencer? Okay. My next thing is, yes, a videotape was found. A videotape recording was found, and they played it for the jury. And Robert claimed to have attached the dildo to his weapon as a makeshift silencer. (laughs) Leave it to the fucking gun person in the room to know what's going on. Yep. Fuck yeah. But, like, the description. A big, spiky, black, Hindu-made dildo. (laughs) Not just a dildo. (laughs) Not just a dildo. No, 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 no. He had to go, like, all out. <laughs> Get the spiky one. Get the, Get the spiky, spiky one. one. The big black spiky one. Anyway. The big black spiky So one. when they said they found his uh, DNA on it as well, I was like, he, he totally shoved that up his ass. I'm convinced. <laughs> Probably. He did. Probably, yeah. I can see it. I don't want to picture it, but I can, I can see it. Anyway. Boxes of 357 Magnum handgun ammunition. Night vision goggles. Two pairs of faux fur-lined handcuffs. I can picture them in pink. Me too. And fluffy. Me too. 
I used to have handcuffs like that. You psycho. <laughs> what are you, Robert Picton here? <laughs> Fucking psycho. I'm kidding. Anyway, I used to as well. <laughs> so apparently I'm a psycho. I think, I, do I still have them? No, I don't think I have them anymore. I think we've all had them. Probably. Whatever. And if you haven't, you're weird. <laughs> Grow up. Go buy some Grow up. With pink fluff on them. Yeah. Go do it. Okay. A syringe with three millimeters of blue liquid inside. Spanish fly aphrodisiac. A videotape of Robert's friend Scott Chubb saying, Robert had told him a good way to kill a female heroin addict was to inject her with windshield washer fluid. So that wow. was what that syringe, the blue liquid in that syringe, that's what it was. And you can't trust any man that calls a woman a female. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. A videotape where an associate named Andrew Bellwood said Robert mentioned killing prostitutes by handcuffing and strangling them, then bleeding and gutting them before feeding them to the pigs. Photos of the contents of a garbage can found in the slaughterhouse, which held some of Mona Wilson's remains. On December 9th of 2007, the jury returned a verdict of not guilty on six counts of first degree murder. But because this pissed me off, too, when I was reading it. And I knew it would for you, too, because the look on your face right now. Can I take a picture? Hold on. Yes. Like, because... My eyeballs are drying out. I know, I know. Hold on. I'm trying. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Because that was, like, that was me. When I read that, I was like, what? I was like, fucking excuse me? Yeah. Run that shit by me again. I know. Like, how? (laughs) This shit's on his property. His DNA is on it. Anyway, so... Yeah. So the jury returned a verdict of not guilty on six counts of first degree murder, but is guilty of six counts of second degree murder. Hmm. This conviction carries a punishment of life in prison with no chance of parole for uh, at least 10 to 25 years. So they decide that in court. On December 11th of 2007, after reading 18 victim impact statements, BC Supreme Court Judge Justice James Williams sentenced Robert to a life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. So he gave him the maximum punishment for second degree murder. Obviously. Yeah, like, I, I'd be shocked if he didn't give him the full fucking 25 years. I would bitch slap the judge myself. Yeah, where are you? Send us your address. Whoops. We're going to come and see you. Anyway. Yeah, not okay. So both first degree murder and second degree murder carry the same punishment. Judge Justice James Williams said, quote, Mr. Picton's conduct was murderous and repeatedly so. I cannot know the details, but I know this. What happened to them was senseless and despicable, end quote. Sure was. Yeah. Not okay, fucker. I think he snapped after his calf. Uh, I mean, obviously he was being abused by both his parents and then his pet was probably his dinner that night or for a few nights and he had no choice but to eat it, so. On January 9th of 2008, Robert's lawyers filed a notice of appeal seeking a new trial on six counts of second-degree murder. On June 25th of 2009, the BC Court of Appeal issued its decision, but some parts were not publicly available because of the ban. There was still a ban in place, like they had lifted some of it, but not all. On July 30th of 2010, the Supreme Court dismissed Robert's appeal and affirmed his convictions. The arguments that he had filed were rejected unanimously. BC Crown spokesman Neil McKenzie announced that the prosecution of Robert for the 20 other murder charges would be discontinued. 
He said, quote, in reaching this position, the branch has taken into account the fact that any additional convictions could not result in any increase to the sentence that Mr. Picton has already received, end quote. So fair. And then and, and money, like the cost of going to court too, right? Yeah. The families of these victims all reacted differently to this announcement. Some were pissed off that he would never be convicted of those murders. And I completely understand that. It's like it's not acknowledged almost. Yeah. While some of the other families were relieved that the gruesome details of these murders would not be aired in court. And I get that too. Yeah, for sure. Robert was implicated in the murders of the following women, but he was never charged. Marianne Clark, she disappeared in August of 1991. She was 25. Yvonne Bowen was reported missing on March 21st of 2001. She was 34. Don Teresa Cray was reported missing in December of 2000. She was actually the main subject of a 2006 documentary film about murdered and missing Aboriginal women in Canada. That documentary was titled Finding Dawn. I'm actually kind of curious to watch it now. So Yeah, for sure. And two Jane Doe's. So there were two other women. After his arrest, a lot of people came forward to the police with stories about what they saw at the farm. On March 23rd of 1997, Lynn Ellingson claimed to have witnessed Robert skinning a woman that was hanging from a meat hook. She didn't report this as she feared for her life after being stabbed multiple times by Robert. The charge was dismissed in January of 1998. In August of 2006, 27-year-old aspiring journalist Thomas Ludemy claimed that he wrote to Robert and that Robert replied to his letters while Thomas pretended to be a woman called Maya Barnett. In these letters, he wrote that he is concerned about the expenses that the investigation is costing, that he is innocent, of course. He quotes the Bible a whole buttload of times and prays the trial judge because, you know, he might as well just have tried to suck his cock. Just saying. Like you said last episode, you want to suck a dick? Suck just a suck dick. a dick. Just I won't judge. I don't care. Every time, okay, I've heard when I say that, yeah, it makes me laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to episode 17 on, uh, I think it was Wednesday. Okay. And I was laughing so fucking hard that I almost <laughs> had to pull off the road. I could barely focus on driving. Yeah. I was laughing. And then when I got to my destination and I got out of my truck, it was right after you were like, if you want to suck a dick, suck a dick. I don't care. Yeah. I was laughing so fucking hard <laughs> that I was walking up to the door laughing. Yeah. And then was like, okay, Chantal, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> and I just could not stop laughing. Yeah. I laughed when I heard that again. And yes, by the way, we listen to our episodes oh, yeah. uh, all the time. One, it helps us yeah. learn from yeah. mistakes and stuff like that. But it's kind of cool hearing yeah. ourselves. It on is. a podcast. I don't know. It is. It's super cool. Until I get repulsed hearing my own voice and I'm like, uh, uh, I am so sorry you feel that way because your voice you. doesn't sound that way at all. Thank you. You're welcome. Your voice I, is way nicer than mine. No, no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, in my ears, your voice is way nicer than mine and I can handle my voice. And vice now. versa, your voice sounds way better than mine. <laughs> I feel sorry for everyone who has to listen to me. I sound like a dude. I think I sound like a dude. Well, I sound like a more of a dude than you, I guess. <laughs> I'm a 
bigger, better dude than you are. This was a competition. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, but. If it was. Insecurities. Yay. <laughs> right. Anyway. But yeah, no, I'm super happy that I've overcome that insecurity because it was a huge thing for me. And I hope, hope one day you can too. I hope so too. I hope so. I hate hearing myself. <sighs> I'm so sorry. But yeah, listening to that episode, I, I have laughed so hard. Me too. <laughs> Ellen Holman. Yeah. Oh my God. That made me laugh so hard. That's where I almost had to pull off the road. I was laughing so oh. fucking hard. <laughs> Alan Holman. Because it was funny. Because it was just like, you were like, yeah. (laughs) And I just couldn't help myself. I was like, dude, you want to say that again? Because, like, you know, like, yeah. And we've done it before. There are a few episodes where you can tell that's been cropped because you're like, you're on this level. All of a sudden you're up here or down here. And it's like, ah, fuck. I know. I hate that. I'm like, damn it. So, yeah. So we we have to be more vigilant of that. Definitely keep keep our emotions like level and check. Get out of control. Crop it get, out. Get yeah, get them back to where they need to be. Exactly. <laughs> All right, back to my story. The Vancouver Sun did an exclusive on September sixth of two thousand and six. They did their due diligence and did what they could to verify that these letters were real. So the guy that was writing to him. And, like, they verified where the stamp was going to him. And then when the stamp was coming back, like, they made sure. Yeah. Thomas is known to write to convicted criminals and sometimes would use his real name. So he's an aspiring journalist and he writes to these people. But generally he went under an alias, but there were times he would uh, use his real name. So five or six bands wrote songs about Robert. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think there were more, but I just kind of gave up reading all the names. So I'm like five or six. I think there's more. <laughs> and what bands? Uh, fuck. I'm going to have to let you know. I actually had them all written down and I'm like, fuck this. The story's already too long and I deleted it, oh, but I really? will send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to me. I want to know. Yeah, I will. An episode of uh, CSI referred him. Well, really? Yep. Okay. An episode in Criminal Minds refer- referenced to him. No shit. Yep. <laughs> A Canadian crime drama featured his story. And I cannot remember the name of it right now. A low-budget horror movie was made about him, but it wasn't released after they received legal complaints from the Canadian government. Oh, shit! <laughs> that's actually so funny. Oh, it's, it made me laugh. That's, that's funny. And there was a book written where Robert was, like, the main character. Oh, wow. And that's that, folks. He was crazy. He did horrible things, despicable things to these women. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I honestly believe there's probably more than 27. Oh, for sure. You know, especially if he was feeding them yeah. to his pigs. I'd say it's safe to say that it was probably in like the 40s or something. Probably. Like probably. 40s or up. Remember I said that I have something to add to this about... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. So someone in my family mm-hmm. worked with a lady who knew Robert Picton, her and her husband oh, knew him. Oh, yeah. like friends or like... Yeah, they were They were like... I think they were chummy with him. Okay, so acquaintances. Acquaintances or friends, one of the two. All right. And so they went to his house one day and there was a big crystal bowl in the middle of his coffee table that was full of jewelry. And the woman was looking at it and was very much so like that's that's like an odd fucking piece of decoration (laughs) that's weird just a bowl full of jewelry in the middle of your coffee table yeah fuck dude and but she wasn't saying anything but robert could seen her looking at it 
And he said, oh, if you want, you can pick something from that. I always let ladies grab whatever they want from it. But I, I don't remember if I was told, like, how he acquired it or not. But he had said, like, I always let women pick from that bowl. If you want some jewelry, help yourself. Hmm. And she did. No. She did. She found out that uh, it was a bowl of jewelry from all of those sex workers. Wow. Yeah. Did she give it up to the police? I have or? no idea. Like, holy cow. Yeah. And she felt really bad. Well, yeah. yeah she felt really bad after She didn't know. No, but she didn't know. She, she no didn't idea. know, but yeah, like... But then when, I'm sure when she found out... She probably, uh, she, if she, she didn't she, give it in, yeah. uh, she, she tossed it. Mm. And so she told my family member. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, my family member told me and I was like, holy fuck. That's fucked. I know. That's right? fucked. Mm -hmm. I, again, I, I wonder or wish I could talk to some of the people that got those meat packages, like, right. from him. Like, I want to talk to them mm -hmm. and be like... You probably ate human meat. Or I wouldn't obviously approach them like that. But, like, <laughs> hey. see how they feel about it. You ate human flesh. Yeah. But, like, that must be fucked. Yeah, it must be. For those people to find out that they mm -hmm. potentially had consumed mm -hmm. human flesh. Like, ugh. And if they got really sick after eating it, they yeah. probably did. Uh, And, yes. So, they, anyone that did eat it, yes, and got sick, they probably, yeah. once they found out... Yeah. That it was contaminated with, well, That's mixed. Probably, yeah, yeah. Why they would have gotten sick if yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. For sure. Because, yeah, if you've never had it before. Mm-hmm. Your stomach's not going to be happy with you. No. No. And that's with anything. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, okay, so me being vegan now, like, I can't have dairy or anything. And there have been a few times where restaurants put shit in my food that I don't eat. And all of a sudden I'm feeling sick mm -hmm. and find out, oh, this had fish sauce in it or the, you know, and I, I'm always, or cheese and I'm always very fucking clear and I do physically get sick. So yeah, no, I believe that. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. Ugh. Ugh. So gross. Yeah. It's very gross. So fucking gross. He was fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't wait to do his story too. Cause like, holy cow. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of him. And when you're like, it's a Canadian person, you definitely know who he is. If you don't know who he is, that's really weird. Robert Picton never even came to my mind. Yeah. And I was racking my brain too. I'm like, who the fuck is it going to be? Yeah. And close to home, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not that far. Same it's a, a few hour yeah. uh, drive. Just a few hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's whack. nuts. Yeah. Fucking whack. So yeah, I did read also that his great grandparents moved to Canada and purchased a farm out there, like land out there and made a farm, but eventually they lost it. And then they opened up this new, smaller pig farm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know like it's been generations of pig farming for, for this family mm -hmm. in BC. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great job. Great Thank job you. on it, dude. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you would like my rendition. All right. We should do that more often. You Clap. should. I was just Clap thinking for the same thing. Well, because we did it in the last episode, and that made me laugh, too, because you, yeah. like, you finished, and then it paused, and then both of us started laughing. Yeah. You did it. Go. Good going, girl. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> good job.
there was a like stuff I could have added. This was five pages. I could have added way more. Yeah. But I, what was important to me was getting those girls' names in there. Mm-hmm. Like they need to, their names need to be heard, and obviously the some of the gory details. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was important to kind of get that out there. And he's just a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Complete porta potty. Complete porta potty. With a complete porta potty on top of it. And they're all just shitting on themselves. Gross. Yeah, I know. That's the kind of porta potty he is. <laughs> it is gross. But my brain does this to me and I'm very mad about it. So I'm just sharing with everyone else my brain just saw. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to share it because I'm not going to be the only one suffering with whatever is going on up here. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, so that's the kind of porta potty he is. Yeah. The kind that shits on the other porta potty. Ugh. Ugh. What a sack of shit. Anyway, I'm so sad for all these families. I know that it was hard for them mm-hmm. when their family member did not get the conviction or yeah. the result they wanted. But I understand the judges or whoever made the decision. I understand their decision too, because sure. if you open that fucking thing back up, it can be mistrialed and then he's free. Yeah, exactly. And at least this way, he's behind bars. Yes. At yeah. least he's behind bars. Yeah. So in a way, there is still justice for the other people. Yeah. Because he's he's put away. He's out of the public. Yeah. You know, he's been reprehended, mm-hmm. I think would be the word, for yeah. his crimes. So yeah. even if, if it's not a direct charge from that, like, one single person mm-hmm. type of thing, he's, he, he's still paying for it. Yeah. And everyone knows. <laughs> Yeah. Even him being acquitted by it. And the judge said, like, you know, I picked the six cases that were, there was the most evidence and blah, 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 right? Like, for this trial. Yeah. And I think he did a good job. Totally. With that. Yeah. To make sure that this piece of shit stayed behind bars. Exactly. That's where the whole motive was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I'm again, I'm very sad and I acknowledge these families and the family member that they lost. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. But he's he's behind bars and he won't hurt anyone else. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. They're actually, so when you got here, I was still finishing and I forgot to add this. So I'm going to add it right now. The police actually made a public statement and I don't have it in front of me right now, but they basically apologized to all the families saying Mm -hmm. that they basically didn't pick up on missing women and blah, blah, blah. And if they had, picked up on it sooner there would be would have been more lives saved so they apologized for that like to the families yeah yeah that's big i thought so that's big i thought so yeah i know they were very apologetic they apologized to all the families that they fucked up they didn't take it seriously enough it's not every day you hear a cop apologize nope yeah, no, so I thought that was pretty... And again, when you got here and you texted me, I'm here, I was like, okay, I was putting that in and then I just for, didn't finish. Anyway, yeah, no, so I thought that was great. Yes, those families are getting recognition in that sense. I, I'm just so sad for all of their losses yeah. and anyone that was missed. Yes. In this investigation. Yes, all the Jane Does. Yeah. Well, that's it, folks, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. I'm done. Let's go watch E.T. Let's watch E.T. All right, motherfuckers. What? I said, all right, motherfuckers. All right, motherfuckers. Find (laughs) us on social media. We should start saying that now. What? All right, motherfuckers. We should put that on a t-shirt. We should. Let's do it. Find us on social media. Social media. Social media. Instagram is my ride or die podcast. Twitter, which we never use, is my ride or die pod. Because they're 
fucking weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> Facebook, My Ride or Die Podcast. Gmail is my ride or die podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. If you have any complaints, fuck you! <laughs> All right, I just had to do it one more time. Just one more time. That made you were me, gonna do it. That I made me it. laugh so fucking hard. That was so funny. Because I forgot I did it. Yeah. So when I was hearing it, I was like, oh shit, I did that. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. Oh my god. Anyways, yes, fuck you. But we have a graveyard folder in our email. Where we put all those complaints. Yeah. And maybe at episode 300, my band-aids run out. We will have an episode where we talk about all those emails. That's right. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> and if not, Diane and I will just sit around and laugh reading them. Oh, my God. Just laugh and laugh. Get high. That's right. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a fucking party to me. It does. <laughs> to me, too. All right. I hope you guys have a great night, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you more. You're not going to say anything after that? I love you more. I love you more. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>